On radio. You are here for a reason. You are here for a reason, and it's a special night. It's a Friday night. We don't always do a broadcast on a Friday, but this one, I'm I assure you, is going to be very uplifting. Yeah, we cover a little bit of dark stuff, but it always gets better, and God is going to get glory in the end. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and of course, I'm going to be joined by one of your favorites, Back By Demand, and I'll tell you, there's no coincidences in this world. Uh, earlier today, I planned to launch a, like a little seven-minute video with Jesse, and out of the blue, I get contacted by Cisco, and she has a very specific message, and the continuity and the spirit just always blows my mind. So without further ado, let's bring in Cisco Wheeler. Cisco, welcome back to Right On Radio. Well, thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Another day in God that we can walk in faith and can lift our banners high and give God his rightful place in the kingdom of God and in our hearts. What a glorious, glorified day we have. We do, we do indeed. And I don't know what's going on with your camera, Cisco, but I think that the uh, Holy Spirit has put a particular shine around you today. So I just know the scriptures you're going to bring in. And even with the technical difficulty that we had, just with that video, the intro, something was going on. And, uh, and even getting you into the studio this morning had his challenges so we know that the enemy is coming against us, but our God is greater than he. Yes, in every way of our lives. All right, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, well, why don't you give the preface of what you called me and said what really put on your heart, because you've been praying about this all week. I've been praying about this all week. I was up most of the night uh, just asking the Lord for direction. And uh, the, I had already written a few notes over the day, over the last few days regarding faith. And I think it's really important that we dig really deep into the word of God, that everlasting word of God that's a rich and alive in our hearts as Christians. Because we know faith comes when we have a hearing heart. And when the word of God comes alive within our hearts, then the heart reflects the promises of God's word. And as a chosen generation, we can subdue kingdoms, obtain all of God's promises. We can shut the lion's mouth. We can escape the edge of the sword when Satan comes against us in our families, and our in our children's lives. We can be made strong in all battles. We can be valiant in the battle. As a child, I was valiant in the battle, in the stand I took as a small child 
that I knew God was real. I knew he was alive because he lived in me. And as a small child, you know, the scripture says that if we would come to him as little children, he bids us to come unto him as little children because our, our hearts are tender. And no matter what the devices of the enemy are against us, God is bigger than the storm. Bigger than the storm. In my heart as a small child, I waited on the Lord. I was silent. I didn't fight them. Many times I did not fight them because the Lord put the Holy Spirit over me and I was at peace. But I heard the voice of God as a small child. And I knew that God, he was my covering. I knew that as a four-year-old child, I knew God was real. And we fight the enemy of the soul as a small child, how we fight the enemy of our soul. And as adults and as teenagers, uh, but in victory, we can say, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And you can find that scripture reference in Zechariah 4, 6. I love that scripture. Not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. Because he is a small child. It was by his spirit that I was uplifted. People say, how did I escape the darkness? I escaped it because it was not by me. It was by the power of the Most High God. The Holy Spirit covered me. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. The Lord said he would cover me and he was faithful and true in all his ways. He was faithful and true. And, you know, that's that's one thing that always comes up. You know, how how did you escape? How did Jesse escape? And, and you know, the fact is, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cisco, but the fact is God had his hand on both of you since you were toddlers. And, you know, at the end of the day, like in your case, because you were in the system much longer than Jesse was, they were uh, able to get you to perform some tasks. You never did the evil that they wanted. You were not capable of it. And God had shown them that they could not force you to do these things. That's right. I defied but, them. I was defiant. I would not follow the, their rules and their dictations of their heart because it wasn't in my heart. Because see, it has to be a willful act. And I never, ever gave him my heart. Because and, let's and, go back to, let's go back to what faith is. When the word comes alive in a child's heart or in an adult's life, it's within the heart that it reflects God's love, his promises from the heart. And I... My heart belonged to Jesus from the time I was four years old. In my mother's womb, my mother gave me to the Lord. As I just moments after I was born, she dedicated me to the Father. I belonged to Him first. And Satan, no matter what he tried, he couldn't steal my legal birthright. He could not steal my legal birthright that I had in Christ Jesus. 
And and plus yeah. your will, even as the child, was to go towards God. Of course it would be. And I think what people need to understand is it, your case and Jesse's case, uh, it, both of your mothers were born-again Christians and oh, not absolutely. involved in the system at all. I go back five generations of Pentecost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was a blessed child having a Christian family on my mother's side. They loved the Lord. They were faithful to the calling they had in Christ Jesus. I was a very fortunate young lady, child, to have been blessed with a birthright of who I was. I remember saying once to my mother, I said, Mother, or she came to me and she said, Honey, I'd like to do this for you, but I just don't have the finances to do it. And I said, It's okay, Mother. It's all right. I, there isn't anything that I'm in dire need of. And she said, but I feel bad. And I said, oh, dear mother, 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 you have given me everything. You have given me the greatest gift of all. And as a child to know who Jesus was, you've given me everything. It's all in the blood. It's all in who we are in Christ Jesus. Mother, you gave me such a beautiful birthright. When you think of how many people have never known, have never heard the gospel. They have in America where there's churches on every street corner. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know who Yeshua Hamashiach is. They have no clue. We have They've heard the name, generation. but they have no clue. They have no clue. We have a lost generation. Uh, even more than one generation, I would say, because there's oh, yeah. three generations alive yeah. right now. And yes. the... The greatest religion, and religion has nothing to do with God, I want to be very clear about that, uh, but the greatest religion in this world right now, you know, a lot of people say, well, uh, Muslims are growing like crazy or, you know, things like, no, 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 no. The fastest growing religion in the world right now is selfishness. The I. I will. Pride. That's I will, right. I will, I will, I will. Yep, I will. Do as thou wilt, so okay. they say in those circles yes. that are manipulating the social engineering to make uh, those generations that way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's not people's fault. They just don't know the truth, but uh, God is going to give everyone a fair run and the fair chance to choose him. He is an honorable God. If someone, if someone you know has not heard, well, first of all, if someone you know and you've been watching this program has not heard, shame on you. You need to tell them about Jesus uh, and do it in a very real way. And then, listen, it's up to them, but God gives everyone a fair shake. I know that he is just and righteous. Hey, Cisco, let's get into the program because there's some very specific things you want to cover. And I'm going to read a paragraph from chapter... 26 from actually let me put it up here behold a white horse horse by cisco wheeler you gotta check out this book i'm telling you ladies and gentlemen look how thick this thing is <coughs> i'm not nearly through it <laughs> i gotta tell you the truth it is not the easiest read uh because it is so intense uh, I, I almost read this, and I'm not comparing it to the Bible by any means. There's nothing, I'm not saying that, but I almost have to read this book in the way that I read the Bible, which is very 
slow, methodical, because it's at such a high level. These are what what is revealed in this book is thousands of years of what they call the hidden knowledge, and it is exposing it. It's not teaching you how to do it. Uh, there's no put in rabbit hair and you know some things and some junk and make a stew and a, and and that guy will love you. None of, none of that's in here. Okay, there's no potions, there's no spells, but it's exposing how it works and all the different facets of it. It is truly an incredible book. So Behold a White Horse by Cisco Wheeler, definitely worth checking out. And so I'm just going to read the very first paragraph from chapter 26, and this will set up the rest of the program. As Christians, we must not accept spiritual experiences and teachings that have been derived from cultic traditions. For the devil is eager to mimic the genuine work of God. If you cannot find a scriptural foundation for the teachings and experiences you see and hear in the churches, then they should be rejected. They are Satan's counterfeit. It is important to understand the numerous techniques of the Christianized sorcery and divination within the church has been designed to give us a tower of Babel, a vision for global unity. Oh, that's happening right now. Satan is brilliantly skillful at taking age old lines and disguising them in subtleness while slowly but surely introducing them to those who insist they believe in the infallible authority of the Bible. Kundalini magic reaches back into antiquity and is an occult practice where the power of the guru's grace enters the disciple's body in a communicative state. It manifests itself in many as the risen kundalini dramatically impacts the body. Many individuals have suffered at the hands of kundalini masters, have bouts of bizarre illnesses, and suffer from emotional problems linked to changes within their own personal lifestyle. They experience the unrestrained body movement jerking, tremors, and trembling while feeling an inner compelling force that pushes them into positions of movement. The body jerking as the person was suffering from epilepsy or restless leg syndrome. These persons may also suffer from episodes of severe hyperactivity or overwhelming fatigue. Still others may suffer headaches, pressures within the skull, muscle switching, cramps, spasms, energy rushes, or immense electricity circulating within the body, intensified or diminished sexual desire, numbness or pain in the limbs, particularly the left foot and leg, emotional outbursts, rapid mood shifts, seemingly unprovoked or excessive episodes of grief. 
Some experience spontaneous vocalization, which includes uncontrollable laughter and weeping, mental confusion, and difficulty concentrating. Others may experience the emotions of ecstasy, bliss, and intervals of tremendous joy, love, peace, and compassion. Still others may have psychic experience, extrasensory perceptions, out-of-body experiences, past past life memories, astral travel, direct awareness of auras and chakras, contact with spiritual guides through inner voices, dreams or visions, and healing power. The Jesus spirit is impressive and has the ability to manifest many paranormal effects to gratify your flesh. His utmost attraction is the lying wonders that make he that he already has established in the churches through the false anointing that has covered the church like a sheath or covering. What is to come will be even more believable and more compelling to the sign seeker. The Jesus spirit is preparing the way for the Antichrist and his astonishing miracles. At this point in time, these paranormal events can be illustrated in the churches as angels' feathers falling. Angels don't have feathers. Gold dust falling on worshipers, gold filings and gold crosses appearing in teeth, oil appearing in the palms of hands, drunkenness wallowing in a state of unconsciousness. Whoa, Cisco. How are we to discern? Because some of these are are the gifts of the Spirit. Some of these things are what the Bible teaches us we should experience. And and I'll tell you, I've been in a prayer meeting. uh, This is a long time ago. uh, But literally all of us were covered in legitimate gold dust at the end. What happened? Well... We have to know that that for every for the gifts that God has given the body of Christ, Satan has a mirror image of it. And if you don't understand, uh, anytime you see a certain activity within a body's a person's body or within the body of Christ that is contrary to the Word of God, and you need to take a long look at it. We're in, we're in dangerous times. We, uh, they're bringing in their new world order. And when you think of a new world order, you need to realize this is not of God. This is demonically controlled. Demonically, the manifestations of Satan's works are going to be brought into the body of Christ because they have no discernment within their spirit. We so, have to have discernment within the body of Christ. So in this chapter, you really play heavily on something called the Jesus spirit. Now, is this the same thing as we're hearing in this great apostasy that's coming out now, the great deception, you know, all these lost books that are going to come out and discredit the Bible and, you know, talk about the Christ consciousness and things like that. Is that what you're talking about? Or is it something different? It's going to play a major, major role 
within the body of Christ because people are not studied in the word of God. They have not let the word of the true word of God, the living word, the Bible that we know to be true, that in the beginning was the word, the word was, and the word is God. It's that word that we have to put our knowing, or we have to have come to an understanding that God's word is true. We have to know that from our heart, from the deepest recesses of our soul. We have to know that God is true. The foundation which he has given us through the word of God, it is everlasting to everlasting. It is eternally alive for eternity. It is a lie that is God himself giving truth to the body of God. But you, because of the false anointing, there is no discernment in the body. The blind lead the blind and they all fall into the ditch. And this is how we get a new world order church is to the blindness. Their spirits are blind. They're, they do not see uh, because there's no discernment. Truth comes through the word of God, through praying, through seeking God's truth. Uh, you know, the word of God tells us in Proverbs, if you cry out for discernment, if you seek her as silver and search her for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And I hope I quoted that correctly. Like, can I say it again? Because I hadn't thought of it for a long time. If you cry out for discernment, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And I believe that that is Proverbs 2, 3, and 5, I believe. And if I've memorized or don't remember it, I'm sorry, but I think it's uh, 2, 3 through 5. Well, it, it's funny you mentioned the Proverbs because we were talking about discernment the other day, and I can't remember if it was on the official show or one of the Telegram chats that we do. Uh, but it came to my mind because when I was a, a new Christian and in, in, in business, I was reading the Proverbs every single day and every month, you know, one, one a day, every day of the month. And I'm really thankful for that because, you know, although I, I haven't memorized the scriptures, I really have the wisdom of God in my heart. And I believe it's really helped my discernment. But for, for people who struggle with discernment, I guess... One of the things that was has come up in the last couple of days is to look at the signs. Uh, Mark Taylor said that actually. He says, if you're struggling with discernment, look at the signs. So, you know, in context of the paragraph or that I just read, um, if you're in a church and you're seeing these things manifest, then we have to look at the signs and you have to take a step back and look at the overall picture. What did the preacher say to make that happen? What hand gestures were done? What music was played? Um, who are the leadership in the church? You know, um, because not all churches are bad, and certainly there's there's churches that are on fire for the Lord, and you know they have the gifts of of the of the tongues. They have you right. know they I've had laughter in church and things like that because there's just such joy. 
I've been brought down to my knees and, and bawling my eyes out in church because the revelation of God was so incredible to me. The um, anointing, that fresh anointing that covers us. We know when it's when it's right and when it's not. We know when it's of God and not of God. So if you're in one of these churches where people go down on their knees and start barking like a dog, probably discernment should kick in there, yeah. <laughs> right? And there's a scripture. Uh, do you have your Bible with you, uh, Jeff? I do. I believe it. Check this reference because I forget the my references sometime, but I believe it was 1 Corinthians 2.14. No, no. I think it's Proverbs 2, 3, and 5. I'm not sure. Uh, it, but uh, Going back to Proverbs 2, 3, and 5 in my mind, may we cry out for discernment and lift up our voice for understanding. We need to pray unto the Lord. Lord, give me understanding. Give me discernment that we might understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Too many times people within the congregation, they trust their pastors to lead them into truth. But they need to, yes, we need our pastors. Yes, we need the covering. If they're a righteous minister of the gospel, we need that covering over us, yes. Uh, but we also need to stand on our own two feet and learn what discernment is and what understanding is. So uh, Proverbs 2 is the pursuit of wisdom uh, brings security. So that's also, you know, talks mm -hmm. about having good discernment. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very long and I don't want to read it all because, you okay. know. Uh, but and also uh, Proverbs three is the rewards of wisdom. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't think uh, five is necessarily uh, tied in with the discernment okay. part. Okay. But, well, I apologize uh, if I don't uh, no no five is the pitfalls of immor <laughs> immorality. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll uh, we'll get there. But th this is where the church has failed. The body of Christ for how many years that there hasn't been discernment. We the scripture says we need to seek out truth and that we, you know, we all work out our own plan of salvation. And you can't do it on the skirt tells of your pastor or your Sunday school teacher. We as individuals have a responsibility before our God to seek for discernment. To, and ask the Lord for understanding of what he is revealing to us in a spiritual level. Because it first has to come through the spirit before it can be given to us body, soul, or spirit. It has to come through the spirit of the Holy Ghost. But, you know, Cisco, I think one of the biggest problems is, you know, in, uh, and you know, many good born-again Christians go to church. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you should go to church if, if you can find a good church around you. Yes. But the, the, the thing is, is like all those years that I sat in church, I never asked God, nor, nor did I have the desire to ask God to show me more of the enemy's playbook. You know, um, we, we've always heard the, you know, your battle is against uh, princes and principalities and okay. So 
I just pray, Lord, can you help me get that job? Or Lord, uh, will you help me find a parking space when I'm going downtown? You know, uh, literally, I would pray those things and God would help or whatever it is. Uh, but we didn't know what our enemy was and and who our enemy was. And and really, uh, I that's generation upon generation of failed leadership in the church. Because how can you fight if you don't know who the enemy is. And now that, you know, I've, I've encountered, I've learned all these things from you and from reading your book and from reading Jesse's book and knowing Jesse and doing my own research since this whole thing started. Uh, now, when I read the Bible, it's been there the whole time. Right. God didn't leave out any details. Right. Well, you know, you're so right, Jeff. And, you know, I remember as a small child, my mother would say to me time after time after time she'd say honey don't forget that except the lord build a house we labor in vain that build it and that is psalms 127 1 <laughs> as i heard it ever since i can remember except the <laughs> lord build a house we labor in vain that build it and my mother made sure that i had a, a knowing that god builds our spiritual home and if if we're not in prayer seeking for revelation knowledge for discernment god's not building your home the spirit of the antichrist is building your home if you're accepting the the roots of evil within your congregation it's not god that's building your house i'm sorry you know, can I, I'm going to say something because it just came to mind and I'm reflecting on church and discernment uh, because, you know, this has obviously been a big topic so far in this program because we've seen the, the manifestations of the counterfeit. And, you know, one thing, the probably the most important weapon we have is worship. And, yes. you know, worship, quite honestly, when I pray by by myself, because I don't have a, a pleasant singing voice to anyone's ears but the Lord, <laughs> you know, um, but I but I will sing my prayers often and uh, and really exalt him. And, you know, probably the strangest melodies he's ever heard, but he likes it because because it's true worship from my heart. And and a lot of the time it will have scripture in it and it has his words in it and if you're in a church and the words in the worship are not scripture filled, mm -hmm. if they're repetitive, uh, if they're nice songs, and, and by the way, we can have a nice song every once in a while, but a nice song is Christian entertainment. Uh, worship songs really need to be filled with worship more than just I love you, God. Thank you for loving me, God. You know, um, that's so shallow that, you know, what God are you singing to? Because that's not a reverent, uh, you know, reverent is, is coming from the scriptures and, you know, uh, going up and because we need to be reverent of our God. He is big and mighty. I totally agree with you, Jeff. I'll tell you what. Um, I think that the word of God is our armor. And I believe a lot of this scene that's going on within our church is a bunch of nonsense. What God are they talking about? I want to know who, who they're talking about. 
There are many Jesus spirits. Many, many, many. And I want to know what spirit they're praying to. And you know what? The only way I knew how to come against it in, in, within myself, knowing that there were so many Jesus spirits, and yeah, the songs sound great, but what Jesus are they praying to? Are they pouring their heart out to? So I learned many years ago to put on the whole armor of God. And what is the armor of God? It's the word of God. I'm going to bring a few scriptures to you. Lord, teach my hand to war and my fingers to fight. Psalms 144.1. Lord, I'm your end, times warrior. Use me as your weapons against the enemy. Second Chronicles 11.1. 1. Those should be your prayers. Those should be your songs. Satan, you have lost the war in heaven. Revelations 12.7. That all the enemies that make war with the Lamb be destroyed. Revelation 17.14. This should be our song. I do not war after the flesh, but after the spirit. Second Corinthians 10.3. Lord, thunder upon the enemy. Release your voice. Hellstones and coals of fire be upon the enemy's head. Psalms 18.13. Send out your arrows and scatter them. Shoot out your light and decomfort them. Destroy the enemy, Lord. Deliver me from my strong enemy, from them that are too strong for me. Psalms 18.17. Deliver me and bring me into a large place, a larger place in you, Lord. Psalms 18, 19. I am your battle axe and we battle axe and weapon of war. Jeremiah 51, 20. We could go on and on. The word of God should be our song. I have wounded them and they are not able to rise. They have fallen under my feet. Psalms 18, 18. God has wounded them. I tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and dragon. I trample underfoot. Psalms 91, 13. I tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt me. Luke's, Luke 10, 19. I tread, I tread down the wicked. They are ashes under my feet. Malachi 4, 3. I will arise and thresh and beat the enemy into place. Micah 4.13. I rebuke every wild boar of the field in the name of Jesus. Psalms 80.13. I rebuke every spirit that creeps forth from the forest. Psalms 104.20. I rebuke every beast of the forest. I just love that. I rebuke every lion of the forest that comes today or to slay me. Uh, that's Jeremiah 5.6. I close the door to every demonic rat that would attempt to come into my life in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Isaiah 66, 17. I bind and cast out every thief that would try to steal my finances in the name of Yeshua, John 10, 10. I bind and cast out any spirit that would try to steal my joy in the name of Yeshua. I bind, expose, and cast out any demon that would try by stealth undetected to come into my life. 2 Samuel 19, 3. Lord, cleanse my temple and drive out any thief from my life. John 2, 14, 15. 
Lord, lift up a standard against any flood the enemy would try to bring into my life. Isaiah 59, 19. I bind and cast out all familiar spirits that would try to oppose in my life in the name of Yeshua. Isaiah 8, 19. And I bind and rebuke any demon that would try to block my way in the name of Yeshua. Matthew 8, 28. We could go on and on and on. The word of God is so rich. It's got a recipe for our life. And, so why and do so, we have all this nonsense going on with the music in the churches? And I'll tell you what, years ago, I remember when they brought in the, the beat of the African drum. And I remember the first church I went into. And they, I'll tell you what, my spirit right, rose up within me. And as a small young lady, I left that church. I never went back to it. I was visiting it. And I never went back because I recognized the spirits of the drums, the spirit of the African voodoo, the importance of their, you know, I understood something's wrong here. Something is really wrong. This music is not from the Lord I serve. You need to be, you have some discernment here. Yeah, music music can put someone in such a hypnotic state and... And this is, you know, the word of God and worship of God is not supposed to be hypnotic. And by the way, I've, I, and I know I've said this on the air before, but I have seen many churches just like, uh, just like, uh, you know, people, these great motivational speakers that fill arenas and stuff in many churches, it's actually designed as a sort of a hypnosis sort of thing. And then of course, on a, on a larger scale, you have guys like, uh, I'm just going to say Benny, uh, doing Kundalini magic and uh, and others, of course, that are doing that. And uh, and by the way, we talked on uh, on Tuesday's episode about necromancy. Well, that is Ooh. part and parcel with Kundalini magic. And where did I learn that? From this book, "Behold a White Horse" by Cisco Wheeler. <laughs> hey, you know what? You you got to go back. Um, you got to go back probably about five, eight minutes, pause the video uh, and get a pen and write down all those scripture references because what Cisco has just showed you is scriptures that really could get you through life. That that could be the majority of your prayers for the rest of your life, just praying and singing out those things. And yes, when it's the Psalms, you got to remember the Psalms is a song book. Um the Lord, the Lord gave us the Lord's prayer, obviously, uh, but he also gave us a book of songs and worship is our warfare. Sing the songs and you don't have to sing the whole song. You can take a piece that means something to you that day. Sing that out to the Lord in your private time, or if you're more bold than I in your public time. Yes. I love it. Let the word of God become your song. Know who you're singing to. (laughs) because when you sing god's word it comes alive it is alive and by the way you'll know it's god's word because just the utterance you know the holy spirit is shaking you on the inside when you're Mm -hmm. really worshiping the lord uh it's not a shallow thing it it's it's real and uh the holy spirit just gets so excited inside of you when you're worshiping the true god mm-hmm. um and what when you said there's a lot of jesus spirits i know that there's going to be so many people going well 
how do I know if I'm praying to the right Jesus, Cisco? Because there are some demons named Jesus as well. Um, that's something we haven't really brought out on the show yet, uh, but that is a truth. So how can people who are born again be reassured they're praying to the right Yeshua HaMashiach? Pray for discernment. Pray for understanding. The Holy Spirit wants to show you truth because he is truth. But the day the word says the day we seek him in truth, we'll find him in truth, right? And, and so I fail the, 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 the people, the majority don't ever stop to ask the Holy Spirit, is this of you? Exactly. And and so you know what, Cisco, and, and, and just know that a lot of people were going to question that. So I'm going to re repeat something and I'm going to bring this whole thing, whole thing full circle. First of all, if you're praying to the Lord God most high, the Jesus Christ who died on the cross and was risen again, and he placed his Holy Spirit in you, you're praying to the right God. That's right. That's right. And, and so don't worry about these false Jesuses. That's for the people that are not born again. If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it's not praying to a devil. That's okay? right. That's right. You'll know it's, who you are. The word says we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We that's know right. Who it, we are. We know our birthright. We drink from the fountain of life. We know who we are in Christ. You can't know who you are in Christ or else you've been born again. Or else you've been washed in the blood of Yeshua. There's no identity outside of that. But once you accept Christ, your identity is in the blood of Yeshua. We know who we are. That's right. But as a born again person and you're praying, so you don't have to get, you, remember faith, faith is, you know, that, you know, you're just believing you're praying to the right God and you are because you have the Holy spirit inside of you. Now, as a believer, even filled with the Holy spirit, I guess if there was a warning that comes with this, it's, you know, if you're going into one of these churches and you're discerning things that are not right, that's where you have to be careful. Listen, you're not going to lose your salvation by going to a, a church that is uh, off. But you have to remember, the devil is in the churches mm -hmm. because he already has the world. If someone hasn't accepted Christ, they're already his. They're not a target. If you think that, you know, someone who's going out and doing evil stuff or even just a, someone sleeping on the street who doesn't know Christ is is a, a target or a player, they're not even on the board. He, the devil doesn't care about them. He wants you. He already has them. So that's why he's in the church and that's why it's so prevalent and such a counterfeit and such a deception. I am in favor of going to church. So is Cisco. Yes. You will not lose your salvation if you go into a church that's doing things wrong. A lot of the times they're doing things maybe not exactly right innocently. As as I did for, you know, decades going to church. I didn't know about half this stuff. Look, I've been in the vineyard. I've been in the different places. I've experienced these things. I've seen these things. I've had the gold dust, you know, um, and I and I know that I know I have my salvation, and God is revealing these things at this time. Yeah. Well, it when we 
I can't tell you how many times I've had to to uh, ask the Lord to forgive me. I can't number them, but I do know that I've had more than once a day for me. <laughs> more than once a day, trust me. <laughs> and, but once we acknowledge it, just ask the Lord to forgive you and go and ask the Lord to plant your feet on a solid ground. Lord, where is that solid ground? Where is that man of God that stands in righteousness? And God will lead you. He will guide you. He'll bring you to that place because see, it all starts in the heart. Faith again starts in the heart. That's right. And when the heart seeks God out in truth and in love for him, God will, God is faithful. He will show you where he wants you to be, where you're to go. And he'll open doors that no man can shut. And he'll close doors that no man can open. That's just the faithful arm of God working on our behalf as children of God. You know, it's not a mistake that God has called his children, sons and daughters unto him. We are a royal priesthood. Kings God wants to protect his priesthood. That's right. And he will. And he will. He get he supplies the armor and his word is the mm -hmm. sword. Uh, get get his word into you, folks. Yeah. You know, there might be coming a day when uh they go around taking Bibles out of homes. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, um, yes. You really and, have to know the word of God at this yeah. point in time and, and get it into your soul. Look, I don't have a lot of scripture memorized. Uh that's me, but I'll tell you the word of God is deeply deeply entrenched in me and i have the heart of god uh in me i know who god is yes yes david you do and you know king jeff. it's it, i said i'm sorry uh, <laughs> i know a, king david and i got you know we, we, he's a bit older than me I've been in situations, and I know you have too, Jeff, when maybe the word of God wasn't in the forefront of your mind, but when you were put into the situation, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit would bring revelation, knowledge. What was hidden in your heart will come forth. It's just there. Oh, I know I know the scriptures. Just I'm just not really great at quoting them. Yeah, I know like the scriptures. A, it's like yeah, a fountain I know them very well. It's like a fountain that just rolls up and bubbles up, and all of you say, where'd that come from, Lord? Well, you studied that last week. Do you remember? <laughs> Very true. Very yeah. true. I love the word. I, I oh. love the word because uh, it's my very foundation. It's always been my foundation. And, uh, you know, we have eternity. Just think of this, David. We have eternity. Maybe Jeff. Did I say David again? I'll tell you. I, I, you know what? Maybe it's because I have my hair up in a ponytail. No, no. It's just that I got a call last night from my grandson, David. Oh, and, okay. um, he was very troubled about something. And uh, I've been praying for him off and on during the night. And he's on my heart and very, very heavy. So those of you that pray, his name is David and he really needs to be upheld. Mm. He's going through a real trying time right now. So he's in the back of my mind. And I'm very sensitive to him because I raised him. Oh, it's going to be that uh, From the time he was born. And, and uh, I'm very sensitive to him. I feel him. So uh, 
I know that I need to spend this afternoon praying for him. So I apologize, Jeff. I do that. <laughs> when I do that. I do apologize. No worries. I really do know your name. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And uh, and I truly have love in my heart for you, Cisco. I, I really do. You do. Hey, Cisco, this has been so fantastic. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, we've talked about her book. Her book is, is fantastic. But the other thing is, uh, so I'm going to, I hope I'm not saying anything wrong here, but I'm just going to give some behind the scenes knowledge. Uh, previously, there was someone else running uh, Cisco's Patreon and there was a, a hiccup. That person kind of left and Cisco couldn't get into her Patreon and there was a, a bit of a lag between things, but now Cisco is in full control of her Patreon. And, you know, she just really blesses people when, uh, when, you know, and it, and it helps because let's face it, you know, retirees in the United States, social security and all that stuff. And I'm not divulging anything, but you know, it obviously could, babies and things like that uh so if you'd consider uh go to patreon.com slash for uh cisco wheeler cisco what an absolute pleasure to have you back today yes and, thank you jeff, jeff and we're gonna before, go ahead yep go no no please before we leave i do want to say something else that's really heavy on my heart and that is you know you should jesus he is going to be manifested. Let's have some hope. Yeah, we look around us and we see the hand of, of, of Satan at work in our government, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? That is nothing compared to who God is. God is going to display his glory. And he's going to reveal his glory before the wicked and this preserved generation. This perverse generation is going to see the hand of God. My. Just a minute. But I, what I'm trying to put my thoughts together. But Christ, he himself will be unveiled in the hearts and the lives of his chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood, a holy people, and God is king and priest and has designated his kingly and priestly authority to those of us who are in him, to those that know him, and to us that are overcomers. And we remember we access this priestlyhood, this kingship, this lordship that God has given us, that we accept it by faith. Remember what faith is. As in faith, we are overcomers. And as kings and priests, we have the power of God to rule and to reign in all situations, over all opposing forces. We need to stop giving our power away. We, as a people, 
need to stand up and know who we are in Christ. We need to know we have a royal priesthood. We stand in the authority of Almighty God. And whatever God says according to his word, that is our back. That's what makes our backbone. You ever seen anyone so weak all they do is crawl on the floor? They're so weak they can't stand up for nothing? Well, that's where Satan wants to keep us. But you know what? That's not where we have to be. No. And you know, that's Jeff, right. you're taking a real step of faith, opening up the right on radio. And I commend you that you're standing in the righteous, righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And he is your sword. He is your strength. He is your refuge. And we all need to come forth as kings and priests under the God and give him glory, give him praise, and give him honor. And that is my prayer for all of you that are listening, that we will rise and shine. We'll put on the whole armor of God and we'll rise and shine in victory over death and the grave. Isn't that what it's all about? And if he could use the chief of sinners, which I used to be, he can use you. Uh, there's yes. no doubt about yes. it. And Cisco, I'm really glad you gave that final thought. And, you know, it probably, we honestly, we did not script this, but, and I did not expect her to say those exact words, but just this afternoon, we launched Dominion and Authority by Jesse. It's on rightonyou.com, available now. Um, and so it's Dominion and Authority and Cisco, the second course that we included two of them in, in the package, it's really, really super affordable, um, <laughs> is, is your priestly rights oh, and your duties really? as That's a priest. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, so like you hit on everything that, uh, that is in this. And, uh, so there, there is a coupon. It's going to be available for a little while. Um, it's, it's going to be in the description box for this video. The coupon, if you want to use it, is war, and it's going to save you 20 bucks. Uh, the course is already very, very affordable. It's over three hours of teaching uh, wow. by Jesse. And I haven't actually watched the whole thing yet, Cisco. I'm actually going to do it with everyone else at the same time so we can learn together. And uh, it's going to be wonderful. So thank you once again, Cisco. God bless you this day. We're going to be back, and the next time you come back, we're going to do some more exposure but we're always going to end on a positive yes because i think that's a although she although cisco hasn't said it that's almost a condition of her coming on here i feel it <laughs> because she's not going to just expose the devil and not give the lord any glory absolutely not because we are a royal priesthood uh, we and are a holy and people priests. that's right we are a holy people Amen. Well, listen, thank you, Cisco. Um, thank you everyone for watching. Please hit that like button. You know, uh, it really does help. Please hit that like button and, uh, and also let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we always love a, to get a kick out of it. Uh, just put in the comments, if you don't mind, not as much in the chat, but in the comments where you're from, because that way I can go back and check them later a little bit easier than watching the chat. Uh, so, Hey, listen, have a great weekend. Special broadcast on Saturday night. And I'm going to look for your comments because it might become a series, but we've never done this before on a Saturday night. And, well, I'm just going to spill the beans right now. Saturday night sermon right here on Right On Radio. You'll want to check it out. 7 p.m. Saturday night. It's not posted yet, but it will be up. 
So remember, in the meantime, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.